Frogcast, episode 148, Boundaries. Boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for gives me freedom. Henry Cloud. Flawcast. Get in the arena. Good morning, afternoon, evening, Flawcast Nation, esteemed Flawcast Nation. I uh, want to welcome and thank everybody to another fun-filled, educational, inspiring, triggering episode of Flawcast. As always, my partner in crime, Mr. Carl Tuckerson. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Mr. William. Again, it's so good to be back at the world headquarters. Feels like uh, natural. Yeah, we, we took a week off because we needed to. And, yeah, we did. And sorry if you missed us, uh, but we're back now, and uh, it'll, it'll make you have to go back and savor those uh, nuggets, those juicy morsels that we've uh, left you in the past. So uh, we do want to thank and welcome everybody again. Uh, we are asking you to share. I, I just feel like the stuff that we've been given lately has been really out of the box but i think it's been really good information for people to know and i really believe that like this is a lot of the stuff that god wants people to know in this time so please share or anywhere podcasts are flawcast flawcast cle find us on apple google play spotify breaker anchor.fm we are on rumble under flawed inc Uh, you can find us on the project mockingbird social media facebook twitter instagram we're on getter we're on gab and we are on parlor all under Flawed Inc. There's Mr. A- William, I did have a, qu- have a question. Sure. As you're giving all of these media outlets, are we still banned from YouTube? I, I think it depends on how they feel at the moment. I, well, I, I try to upload, and sometimes it will take it, but sometimes it won't. <laughs> Got to so. be honest with you. Um, I really feel good about the content of what we're covering as long as we're not on YouTube. Yeah, if well, we can make it on there, I don't feel like we're doing our job. Well, I, I just wanted to bring that out. No, that's good. Well, they, I don't think they're happy with you and I, Mr. Tucker. I think it's so. you. <laughs> it probably is. I'll, I'll take that. I'll own that. I, I'm, uh, I, I've been told by a good friend of mine, uh, Tommy, who shout out that uh, I'm, I'm kind of a rebel. So um, kind of, uh, kind of a rebel. That, he got that right. Yeah, <laughs> love you, Tommy. But. Um, uh, what, I don't even know where I was. Oh, my book. Link below to get a copy of my book. Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. I've been working on my new one. Excited. That might come out before the rapture. I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> it but, might uh, be for those left behind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, our email is flawedincle at gmail.com. Send us an email or you can send us a message on our social media outlets. But it is Mr. Tuckerson's favorite 20 and a half seconds of the episode i love how every week it either shrinks or expands by a second and a half well you know i enjoy that well i'm keeping you on on my toes toes. yeah you know you got to fall within those boundaries i hear you all right everyone (laughs) let's take our right hand place it over our left heart and repeat after us i I pledge pledge allegiance to to the flag of the united States states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all i always love doing that it feels good so 
Mr. Tuckerson is going to take the reins on this. I have a couple things to interject. I have a couple of scriptures uh, just to reinforce the idea. But uh, we're going to be talking about boundaries this week, Carl. And I think this is a really interesting subject. I think it's a subject that a lot of people don't quite understand. And I'm hoping that the perspective that you're going to bring out is going to be able to help people establish and uh, keep godly, healthy, healthy boundaries. So, uh, grip and rip it, brother. I will, and I think that what you just said, there was one word again that jumped out at me in the middle of your talking, and that word was understand. So, I don't blame people that don't understand or comprehend or recognize boundaries. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. This idea of boundaries happened when I accidentally was watching um, the news and I was watching illegal immigrants enter our country and there was no recognition by those in power over us, ruling over us, dictating over us that there is any concern or any problem well, or any issue with boundary breaking. You, you should know, Carl, there's no such thing as illegal people. What are there? Just immigrants? <laughs> I, that's that's the rebuttal, I guess. No, That's a good one because that's pretty much all they have. <laughs> yeah. But the reason that there isn't a problem at the border is because there are there are no borders. There are no boundaries. Right. So there is this teaching that originated from hell and has infiltrated into Washington. And that is that wherever your footsteps is your home. You are a citizen of wherever your foot goes. And if it takes you from Venezuela through Mexico into America, when your foot hits the ground of America, you are now seeking asylum. So we're gonna embrace you at that moment as someone that left a tragic, horrible living condition and you're not going to have to follow laws or rules because in reality, there's this thing called a wall. And under President Trump, that wall was being expanded. Well, the reason it was being expanded was it was following our boundaries. Okay? That's what it was doing. It wasn't just randomly being built. It was setting our boundaries. The boundaries set limits. That's what boundaries are, Mr. William. They're dividing limits. They're dividing lines that are to not be crossed. But since there is an indoctrination and a deception and lies that are taking place right now saying that not only does our country now have no boundaries, there are now no boundaries in relationship between human beings and humanity. All boundaries or limits or lines are removed. And the reason is because if someone feels a certain way or thinks a certain way, that's their truth. Right? Well, and I am not allowed to set a limit or a boundary in my convictions or in my belief systems or in the way that I live my life or serve my God if it in some way makes someone else feel uncomfortable about their truth. So they have since removed the ability that we even have with humans to have boundaries. So not only have they infiltrated 
the reality that there are geographical boundaries or lines because they've removed those. Okay, And society has embraced this idea that now, even in relationships where we interact with friends and families, strangers, co-workers, any relationship that you have, no longer are you allowed to set a boundary. Because if you do, you're a racist. If you do, you're a skinhead. You're a neo-Nazi. Okay, If you do, you're a hater. And in reality, the mental attack that has come upon this country for somebody to have what I call conviction, which is a boundary or a line in the sand, has been infiltrated, it has been disintegrated, it has been attacked so that people don't even know what a boundary is anymore. They don't know that we have the rights to set limits of the relationships that we have, the line that can't be crossed, that is set by God if you're a child of God. So that his word, which guides and teaches, right? Yep. How to live our life in this time period is also under attack. So every effort to establish a boundary is being bombarded as a plan that I see, that I have been illuminated to, that we have to have relationship, not rules, but relationship with God so that we have clarity in our heart and in our mind to know God. What is the boundaries that you have set up for me in relationship with you? What are the limits that I must not cross to keep this intimate relationship with you? You're not hearing any teaching on it. You're not hearing any recognition that, they, that boundaries even exist. And you're being bombarded 24-7, 365 by the brainwashing that is coming across your televisions and your media outlets that tell you how dare you say that this country literally does have geographical boundaries. And beyond that, Mr. William, how dare you say that in your own life you won't embrace somebody else's lifestyle? Not that you don't love them, not that you can't be their friend, but that you don't stand on a soapbox and publicly proclaim to the rest of the world that this dude's truth is reality and I support it and and kumbaya because even though my boundary says no their boundary says yes so now I must swallow that a lot of what you're saying though is and which I am agreeing and I just want to interject briefly boundaries are absolutes like this is the boundary that shall not be crossed you know, even in the last episode when we talked about the four tenets of a satanic mindset, moral relativism is one of the those tenets. And what you're talking about, moral relativism, has nothing to do with absolutism. Because absolutism is truth. <clears throat> if we survey what truth is, it is founded, created, and established upon God's word. What, what he has spoken and put into place. That is just absolutely um, diametrically opposed 
to the the pervasive satanic mindset of moral relativism. You're so right, and I feel that God just gave me a thought, and he says that truth is the road paved by blood. And Jesus said, I am the truth, and he shed his blood for speaking truth. And his disciples, in transition to becoming apostles in that time period, all but one shed their blood on the road establishing truth. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But when you set boundaries and you have lines that will not be crossed in your conviction and in your commitment to God, in the past, while Jesus was paving the road with truth because he said he is truth, he is the truth, and then he gave his life and he shed his blood. And those disciples that knew him and knew that he gave his life were committed to the boundaries of truth in such a manner that it cost them their life. We are so casual about that word truth. We are so casual that absolute truth does exist, but yet it has cost men their blood, their life. The road of truth, Mr. William, is paved with men's blood to establish that truth. And I will not allow Satan to use humanity and use positions to cloud the reality of absolute truth because absolute truth still exists no matter what anyone says. I will not debate about it. I will not even discuss it. I will draw my line in the sand of truth. And when someone crosses that line and I am standing there, I will enforce that line with more truth. I will stand my ground, and that's what we have to do. We have to know our heart is right. We have to know our motive is right, and that comes through right relationship with Jesus. You will never know God's plan or God's will or God's desire for you in this time period unless you are in right relationship with him, and that relationship foundationally is cemented in truth. What you're saying is absolutely right on, uh, and, and unfortunately, once again, I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm pissing all over people in church, but what you're saying is, is a foundational principle of faith, and boundaries you know, it, I, I'm, I'm looking at just a couple things just off the top of my mind as you're talking. Like, the institution of marriage is a godly construct. And, and within that, there are boundaries. You know, you, you choose this person for the rest of your life. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to whore around. <laughs> you know, you're not right. going to, you know, do this, you're going to do that. Those are boundaries to keep people safe to keep people together um you know i i look at the book of job and job i'm, I'm going to share some scripture here i hope that's okay if you don't mind um, i love it job 38 i'm reading from the amplified verse number four where were you when i laid the foundation of the earth tell me if you know and you have understanding who determined the measurements for the earth do you know or who stretched the measuring line on it on where the foundations were fastened on who laid the cornerstone when the morning stars sting together and all the sons of god angels shouted for joy or who enclosed the sea with doors when it burst forth and went out of the womb when I made the clouds its garments and 
and Thick Darkness, its swaddling band, and marked for my appointed boundary. There's that word, boundaries. And set bars and doors, refining the shorelines. And said, this far you shall come, but no farther. And where you proud waves shall stop. Uh, you know, right, right there, you know, the Almighty's talking about the boundaries that he actually created the physical world with. I, I want to share, though, even in the Beatitudes, this is a list of boundaries, uh, Jesus said to the crowd, blessed, spiritually prosperous, happy to be admired are the poor in spirit, those devoid of spiritual arrogance whose regard, who regards themselves as insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven forever. So even within that, there, there are boundaries. And, and it's not, like I read that, I'm like, wow. I need to remain humble so I can inherit the kingdom. That's a boundary. You know, um, blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's peace are those who mourn over their sins and repent, for they will be comforted when the burden of sin is lifted. Once again, that's talking about a boundary. Sin within itself defines what's good and what's pleasing to God. It's the moment that you've crossed the line that God has established between what is acceptable and not. Exactly. Th- that's really what sin is. You've you've crossed that boundary. And that is a perfect scripture to show us that God has established boundaries not only in the universe and in the world as he just said in Job in the natural plane, yeah. But he has also established boundaries within the covenant that we are in with him. And when we don't recognize those boundaries and we start crossing we are entering into sin non-negotiables with God that he cannot accept because of his holiness and his truth I want to read one other scripture here and, and uh, I, you know I've been doing a long study of Proverbs uh, this is Proverbs 30 verses 7 to 9 it says two things I've asked of you do not deny them to me before I die Keep deception and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food that is my portion so that I may not be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or that I may not be poor and steal and so profane the name of my God. I mean, this is like a really righteous thing this guy is asking. But even within that, he is asking God, please set boundaries for me. Please provide understanding for me and trust in you that you're going to provide what I need so that I won't be uh, proud and think, oh, I can do this on my own or that I'm not going to be like (laughs) having this steal. And, and, you know, this is an Old Testament thing. So this was, you know, breaking one of your commandments. The purpose of a boundary is to establish safety and security. Right. That is the purpose of any boundary. You can talk about geographics even with your own property and your property line. Because on your property line, which is your boundary line, you control what happens on your property. And if you want to establish peace, safety, refuge, love, honor, that's what's happening within the boundary of where you live. And 
Jesus establishes boundaries in relationship with him, not so that we're limited in what we can do or limited in how we can live, but he establishes boundaries for our safety, for our good, for our protection. And the idea that there are no boundaries, there are no geographical boundaries anymore, there are no relational boundaries anymore, is an attack of Satan. It's a lie from the pits of hell. It's demonic. It's evil. And I see it. And I recognize it. Well, I and think, so, I think thus ruse, we speak against yeah, it. The, I think the ruse is that ancient first recorded lie in the scripture which is God gave Adam and Eve the entire rule and reign over the garden, and people can debate on what that was. Was that right. the physical world? Was it a, a local geographic area? You know, whatever. But the reality of it is, is God gave them a clear-cut boundary. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to eat, have at it. But do not eat the fruit of the tree of the good, of knowledge of good and evil. That was the boundary. And what we see, if I may, if I'm understanding what you're saying, we are constantly from that moment being tempted with pushing that boundary in a spiritual sense, we can say, but even in like a physical sense, but certainly in a spiritual sense, pushing that boundary where the, the ancient serpent comes and says, surely you will not die. Surely this or surely, you know, and, and. There is that temptation to push that boundary. And the reality of it is, is that boundaries are healthy. Boundaries are a very natural, very comforting kind of a thing. And what we see using the example of the fall of man as once a boundary is broken, there, there are consequences for that, at least in in a spiritual sense and you know what i can and even in a physical sense well absolutely and and right. what i can tell you is having gone through therapy for a number of years like it's hard to learn boundaries because that's not something that i think in our culture and our society that is something that's really taught it, it, i would say at least for men mm -hmm. and it's hard to one establish what is a boundary for you like what's a boundary for you Carl is not probably going to be a boundary for me. Right. So in that, I think it's hard because you really have to determine what is a priority to you. What is it that God's speaking to you that is sacred to you or that is a conviction of you that you cannot partake of? Like, you know, a, a great example for me is like, I like cigars. Right. And I, I know people who are professing Christians who are like, oh, that's a sinful thing. I literally have no conviction at all. Right. And this is something I, I've brought to God. But what I would say is that a boundary for a person who has a deep conviction of smoking cigars, you set that boundary. Absolutely. And you don't move that boundary. But it, it's hard to recognize what that boundary is. But then it's even harder once you set that boundary, you share it with whomever and then enforcing that boundary. That's, I'm so glad you went there. You were talking about, I'll just use the southern border because, you know, we don't have a lot of Canadians trying to get in America. No. It's just not, it's right. just not what right. it is. You know, and, and, and along the southern border, you know, well, if you even want to call it a border, but it, it is important that we have boundaries. One of the things as a big focus of our podcast is, you know, talking about eschatological events and, and, and things that are 
literally pointing the way prophecies being fulfilled even as we speak. And I believe the eradication of boundaries or borders in this case is a sign certainly of the decline of America, but certainly of the advent or the rising of the idea of that, that globalist, that one world order, where it's not going to become nations, it will be a nation, one nation under the Antichrist. That's correct. And I look at that, Carl, as this is a boundary that's being eradicated, so another set of more imprisoning, tyrannical precepts can come in. I know in my life, I really had to learn to set up boundaries. This is okay with me. This is not okay with me. And a lot of that honestly depends on the relationship I have with the person. But there has to be consequences or there has to be some sort of enforcement of boundaries if they are broken, if they are disrespected, if they are continue, if you're continually being um, pushed and pushed against them. And a lot of times, like for me, that's basically been like, you're not allowed in my life. Right. You can't respect my boundary. No matter how much you try, no matter how much you explain, you plead, I'm cutting off communication with you. Right. And that's a, an extreme example. But, you know, like going back to the cigar, it might be, hey, my buddies all love cigars. I feel convicted of it. And it's hard for me to go to the cigar shop with them and not have one. Maybe a boundary is like, hey, guys, you know, let's go hang out and do what else, whatever. I just can't go here with you guys. It's, it's, not, it's not a thing against you. I don't care if you do whatever. This is for me. I can't do this. And that's a, a very elementary example. But I think the understanding of what your boundaries are, the clear definition and explanation of those boundaries to whomever, and whether it be in the natural or the supernatural plane, and then the enforcement of those. That's the area right there where we need to have such clarity that we're hearing from God. And I was sharing with you just in prepping for the podcast briefly that um, we have to transition between what we believe and what we practice. Mm -hmm. You can say that you believe one thing and until you enforce that belief and it becomes a life practice, it's not being enforced. Right. And when you are clear and when you are knowing that your heart is right, your purpose is right. Your relationship with Jesus is predominantly growing of importance. You may find that now you're ready to transition between what you say you believe and what you're willing to do. Practice in force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right now, I can tell you through what I'm going through in my personal life that unless you know inside 100% confidence that God is instructing you to do something, you will not be able to stick to your guns when those around you tell you you're wrong or you don't, they don't understand or this doesn't make sense or you need to really think about it or you've lost your mind or what are you doing? Because when you're in the transition period before the puzzle is put together, you yourself are going to think, this kind of doesn't make sense, well, but I know God's telling me to do it. I know I'm being, right. I'm being propelled to draw this line in the sand and stick to my guns, and it isn't completed yet. The process is it, it's ongoing, and so 
it doesn't make sense. But you got to trust God and stick to the guns right. and enforce that line. Even when you yourself are crying out to God saying, please, I'm standing, I'm doing, I'm enforcing, I'm taking a lot of hits here, I'm being ridiculed, I'm standing against this peer pressure and this pressure, I'm even wavering at times, I don't understand, but you know, I'm all in, I'm enforcing, I'm practicing what I say I believe, and that's what I wanted to bring out of how well, important it is to know you have heard from God. Well, and, and even in that, the people that are, in my experience, that are going to test those boundaries the hardest are typically the people that are that closest to you, that have the, the intimate access to you, that are able to be manipulative and that are able to worm their way, you know, back in. And, and that's where you're absolutely right, dude, because, you know, you can look at just once again, let's, let's make an analogy of the southern border to us setting emotional or spiritual boundaries for yes. ourselves. You can see that along Texas where the Rio Grande is, that, that's a very clear, oh, that's an obvious border. Sure. But, but as you move through, you know, New Mexico, a Arizona, um, you know, California, you can see that w what does it matter if you're 100 yards south or 100 yards? You, you, there's no clear explanation usually from what I've seen. Of that, like, like what, what's it? What's it, uh, what's the matter if you move back a hundred yards or you, you move forward one hundred and fifty? You know what? You know, there's obvious. There's some things that are very clearly cut, like the Rio Grande's a very physical, obvious borderline. But when you get into these areas where it's not as clear cut, that's when you have to say, "This is the border." Yeah. Whether you understand that or not, you're talking about the sovereignty of the United States. This quote-unquote invisible line is the demarcation between our physical territory and, in this case, Mexico's territory. Right. And, and even though you can't see that line, even though that it may not make sense why you're going here instead of going here versus like with the Rio Grande, it doesn't matter. That is there, and it needs to be enforced. And, and what I would even say, and once again, in my experience, there's people that I have had to say, this is my boundary. It doesn't make a lick of sense to you. And it doesn't need to. This is my boundary. This is what I hold to be dear to me. This is my conviction. This is, you know, and a lot of times it's, for me, it's, I will not allow you to treat me this way. Or I will not allow you to speak to me this way. Or I will not, I, I don't necessarily have a hard time with People who heard a couple episodes ago, like God literally has done a couple miracles in my life. Yeah. Um, even recently, I, the doctor thought I was, I had kid, uh, liver disease. Yes. And it literally just came back. Once again, the gold standard of tests were done. And the doctors were completely wrong. My, ki uh, my liver, well, my kidneys are good too. Uh, but my liver is normal. I don't have a fatty liver. It's not diseased. It's, it's, it's functioning as God had created it to. And the whole thing in that, the whole reason for bringing all this up is that there are times during this trial where I was like, oh, let's go to the cigar bar. Let's go have a, you know, get a whiskey or whatever, you know. And I'm like, yeah, let's, I can do that. I can go and hang out, but I'm not going to partake. Sure. But, but that's not an issue for me. But for someone else, it might be. So that's a long way around the mountain just to say our boundaries are only going to be normally. They're only going to be challenged 
by those people that don't respect you and don't respect that you're setting boundaries. And that normally, in my experience, are those people that are closest to you. Spiritually, God lays out very clearly the boundaries that we need to put up for ourselves. Using the example of being married, it's like, yes, I respect my wife, I love my wife, I, I, I respect the boundaries of our marriage, but it'd be like going to the nudie bar every night. Correct. Uh, you know, or, or, you know, or getting a bunch of prostitutes, you know, like, and that's a kind of a gross example, but it is a practical example. Even in churches, I, I see now, like, the ordination and the installation of people with leadership positions that are, and I'm not talking about sin, because we all sin. We all fall mm-hmm. short of the glory of God. That's what the scripture says. But we're talking about people that are being installed in leadership positions over Christ's body that live lives that are a mockery to the institutions that God has put into place, uh, to the very genomic structure of what he has made. And we are now elevating and lifting these things into positions, crossing boundaries, spiritual boundaries, moral boundaries, however you want to word it, that clearly shouldn't be. But we need to learn, this is the line. Yeah. You know, you can't, you think, and, and for me, the, the decoration of boundaries, it's, this is sacred to me. You know, my, my marriage is sacred to me. I'm not going to allow whomever, the, the sweetest frame is some old gospel song she used to say, to cross that. And, and, and when I, we're I, talking know. geographically, I'm going to just say this and then I'm, I'll be done. This is my last point. When we're talking geographically, boundaries can be defined with distance. Meaning, if you have four boundaries that set up a square, there's a distance within those boundaries that exist. You with me? Yep. And this is where I am in my life at this age as I'm transitioning into the winter of life here. And that is that if you're going to close the distance between you and your God, if you're going to close the distance between you and Jesus, your Savior, what happens naturally is you begin to move towards him in your spirit. Your mind, your affection, the thoughts, the desires, things begin to shift. He begins to be more involved, more on your mind, more in your heart. And when you are going through that process, what you're doing is you're closing the boundary, the distance between you and him, him and you. And I just want to say that in the process of you moving closer to Jesus in your relationship, it is only natural that as you walk towards him, you are also walking away from other things. The boundary that you have, the distance that you have as it closes with God and as it closes with Jesus, there begins to be a separation naturally of distance between you. And I'm just going to say it because there's no other way to say it, but there's a distance between you and several people that are in your life. 
it's a natural process. You're talking about, you say then you don't, you know, Mr. William, you had said these are my boundaries and if you don't respect them, you don't have the privilege to be in my boundaries or in my space or in my life. It is natural. It is undoable to be able. You cannot do it if you are moving the boundaries between you and Jesus closer and the distance is shrinking and he is more consuming of your time, your thought, your energy, your heartbeat. There are people that are in your life that you are going to just have to leave behind. And when I say leave behind, I know that's a strong word to say. I know that people are like, what, do you just forget them? No. But if they can't come with you to that spot of boundary, like if they can't respect you and if they can't support you and if they can't be endearing to the decision that you've made, to allow, to allow the distance between you and Jesus to close, then you have to make a decision. Do I stop where I am in my closeness to Jesus so I can still maintain these intimate relationships that I have formed with these people? Or are they going to come along with me? Are they going to follow me? Are they going to be inspired by me? Are they going to see the difference that is in my life and then be intrigued and say, what has happened to you? Why are you so loving? Why are you so compassionate? Why are you crying now? Why do you care? Why are you tenderhearted? And if they're intrigued, they will be propelled to then close their boundaries in relationship with Jesus. And you can start leading people to intimacy with Jesus if you just start walking towards him and don't worry about the people saying, I don't approve of this. I don't understand this. I'm confused about this. Oh, this doesn't make any sense. Just keep walking. Just keep going. And even though it may not make sense to you today, I believe tomorrow it can. No, I, I agree. I think, in, in once again, using the geographical boundary, when you're going through that desert-type place, there may not make sense why the boundary is right here to a lot of people. But to the person that understood and set that geographical boundary between the United States and Mexico, there was a clear understanding of why that was there. So, And it didn't deter them. They didn't say, hey, you know, why don't you go... 50 feet south, 50 feet... No, no this, is, this is the boundary. It's immovable. It is written. Um, and a, a lot of, I think, you know, if we're going to profess to be followers of Christ, lovers of Christ, we need to allow the clear, clearest cut boundary needs to be what is in his word, what he has spoken. So I think this is a great illustration. I think this is a really good starting point for a lot of things in our life uh, that I call non-negotiables. Setting boundaries, you don't even have to think about it. Like, oh, you cross that boundary, that's not acceptable to me. Here is what the consequence of that is. You know, so, and, and even God himself, we discuss set boundaries. We, we understand that living a life of not acknowledging and not, not worshiping his lordship the consequence of that is once we go to the next phase of living we've shed this mortal coil as it were go tits up as i like to say um we don't live with him we live a life void of him and his presence and that's a boundary that's a clear-cut boundary consequence so uh dude this was a great 
great thing to bring up. I have never heard a teaching like this. And I think moving forward in the time frame we're in, that setting clear-cut boundaries and being able to hold those lines is going to be so crucial and so critical to our not just physical survival, but our spiritual survival. So kudos. Um, make sure you guys share this. We're anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're Flawcast CLE. We're on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor.fm. We are on Rumble under Flawed Inc. You can find us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Getter, Gab, and Parlor, all under Flawed Inc. There's a link below in the description. Follow that, and you can get a copy of my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. It's uh, kind of hitting a bit of a resurgence lately, so I do appreciate that. Um, and uh, I just want to thank everybody for getting it. If you haven't got it yet, please pick a copy up. Um, our email is flawedincle at gmail.com. Send us any questions, copies, or concerns. If you like a copy of my book, can't afford it. Send us an email. I'd be more than happy to send you a PDF on the house. I actually just did that this week uh, with somebody. So uh, I hope they got it and, and are enjoying it. But uh, that being said, boundaries are healthy. Boundaries are natural, and God did establish them. So learn what a boundary that is necessary for you is, and then have the conviction to adhere to it and enforce it. Mm-hmm.